Let's get this around the nation here at Triple M. Good morning, everybody. We heard from the Prime Minister earlier. Let's uh, keep him on board. As I say, it's me, Tony Martin. Um, I'll be talking pure humbug. Ed Cavalier's here. He's got a brand new segment. But it's just ludicrous. Well, nobody believes that except him. <laughs> and, of course, uh, Richard Martin giving the Prime Minister a sponge bath. I think he's been incredibly generous, and I thank him very warmly. Okay. <laughs> are we all settled? Yeah, we are now. Hey, let's uh, get onto that newfangled internet. I've heard so much about it. What about this doubts emerge on the Woolmer email? Hang on. The Bob Woolmer case is still wide open. Have they had a look at that security camera footage yet? I don't think they have. No, no, no. Remember, it was about a month after the, yeah, the case. Yeah. Again, yes, we will get round to looking at that footage at some point. But well, we've got a lot of episodes of Lost to get through. Sure. And then we're going to have a look. Former uh, Australian test captain Ian Chappell has backed claims that the so-called last email of Bob Woolmer was not written by the murdered cricket coach. Chappell was quoted as saying, oh, oh, oh. Uh, it makes sense. Uh, <laughs> it's a law joke, don't it? <laughs> it's a near sport joke. It's pretty much a sport joke. For a pronunciation joke, police are investigating whether the email was sent by his killers. Uh, after it emerged, the language used was unlikely to have been that of a native English speaker. <laughs> now, this is word for word. Listen to this. This is the email from the late Bob Woolmer. I would like to praise my association with the Pakistan team, but now I would like to announce my retirement after the World Cup to live the rest of my life in Cape Town. I have no lust for the job, and I will not like others to make personal remarks at me. Yeah, that's true. Professionally, I am open to criticism. I will be ready to continue the job if the president asks me for it. Mm. And incidentally, now is certainly time to invest in gold. Send bank details to Gold of Nigeria Corporation. Win already millions you have. Now time for penis enlargement. No. I may have added that last bit, but that bit there, I have no lust for the job. Unless the president asks me for it, unless he buys me a drink, gets us a nice room, and really asks me nicely for it, I'm not going to keep going. How's that? Mm. Murderous. Sitting there going, what would he say there? He doesn't like the job? No. No, make it lust. Good. That's going to be convincing. It's good. He doesn't have lust for job. It's good. It's good. I uh, received another email from a dodgy company yesterday. Uh, yes, 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 yes. So this is the opening line of the email I received. This one is shoe-in. That's as in the shoe that you wear on your foot. This one is shoe-in to double by end of week. Huge volume spike, very low risk and high reward. Now, I'm going to pass over the email to you. If you were sending out 
an email to invest in a dodgy company. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You need a convincing sounding name for your company. First, first things first, read out the name of the company I've just uh, highlighted. Yeah, there we go. There, the real American company. <laughs> real American company. <laughs> <laughs> the name that sounds like real American company. That's good. You're good. You're good. What else do they say? Uh, uh, this company is going to the top. Your radar. Get in before it runs. <laughs> <laughs> it's running already. <laughs> And then at the bottom, <laughs> look at this. There's so much poetry in these dodgy emails. Don't you find? If you read them aloud, it's got. Look, the last line of the email is baffling, but this is what it says from the real American company. <laughs> now the surging nuggets hit the road for five straight. <laughs> Damn right, Danny. Get a click on my fingers. Oh, those surging nuggets. I'm get behind those surging nuggets. I'll be a millionaire. <laughs> I harness the power of the surging nuggets being provided by the real American company. Maybe Richard's got it right. Maybe it's not foreign shysters. Yeah. Maybe it's local beat poets yeah. trying to appeal to the corporate fat cats. <laughs> trying to raise money for a bongo drum. <laughs> Do the poetry by. I like it. Okay. Oh, man. Okay, the president of the real American company's here. You may know him as Bob Wolmer. <laughs> Good God, what else is going on on that shonky old internet? Yeah, it's a shonk fest. The, uh, the International Observer, yeah, 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 your yeah. constant companion in yeah, yeah, yeah. you were telling me this morning someone is trying to steal her. It's not the real American company, is it? Oh, well, man, he may be involved. Okay. Uh, it's this dude uh, called, like, Toyota Prius or something. From, uh, that she knew they went to, like, Spain or something romantic together oh, years ago. Nice. It's not impressive, Rich. Why is it It's something else, but I can't remember what it was. It's like Priamo. He's like, she's like, oh, I got an email from Priamo. So what's I was like, what's Priamo? Uh, what's what's Priamo up to? Oh, uh, he's just um, he invented blackberries. So he peeps Rich, and he's just saying how he just bought another house, but um, he's going back to uni because he doesn't think he's done enough for orphans. So he's probably going to do four years of caring for children that he's never met before. How can you tackle this guy? I'm finished. Four years of orphan work and the inventor of the Blackberry. Finished. And I'm standing there, literally standing there in my slippers, eating a free, uh, eating a bowl of free special K that I got. It's probably not helping. Saying, look, it's got ar- ar- almonds in it. You can have a bite of this if you wanted to. Jesus, Prio? Are you suggesting that the International Observer Priamo Tiamo? <laughs> is that what you're thinking? Something going on, sir, on the side? I guess so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's a shonk fest. And every day he just sends these, like, loaded emails, like, oh, I was just thinking of you while the, you know, while the rain drips softly off my new catamaran while I took 60 kind of orphans, crippled orphans, to get new faces. And blackberries for everybody. Yeah, and a hospital I've just built out of egg cartons for the last three years. Wow. It's disgusting. Now, see, if this was Pasha and a high, Richard, the nerds would have to band together. We are going to have to come up with a plan, you and I. Absolutely. To stop the Blackberry guy (laughs) from stealing Ed's girl. The Blackberry millionaire. Is the observer familiar with your body of work? Uh, what are you talking about? April. Yeah. yeah. Across that. Yeah, across that. The show. It's funny. It's funny you should say that, Rich. The cast stories. It doesn't compete. Yeah. See, the thing is, Rich, when I go home and everybody says, well, how was your day? And I go, great, great. I found this uh, story about a cat that caught a bus. <laughs> it was incredible. <laughs> we laughed for minutes. We laughed for minutes. Then I had a soup. just doesn't. Okay. It's not as impressive as you might think. We are wearing the same grey jumper. I mean, every single day. How are you going to compete with the Blackberry Millionaire? We've got a formulated yeah. plan. Right.
what we need. Maybe we'll get to that next one. Get this. Not seen, in fact, an arms race. Is that what I was seen? One of those bands, they're calling them MySpace. Yeah, I reckon this is a... Rich, you'll be in on this. You love the conspiracy theory. I reckon the record companies are saying that about bands to try and make it sound more organic. Oh, right, I'm with that whole Arctic Monkeys business. This is what I'm saying. Everyone wants a bit of that. The groundswell. But you know what the thing is about the MySpace bands? What is it, Rich? They (laughs) They have the immediate fame. Because they, you know, they played about three gigs, but very big on MySpace, and then suddenly, oh my God, it's a stadium! Oh, that's true. I've got to try and perform to forty thousand. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Vodafone Arena. Yeah. 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 What are you going to do? Vodafone Arena. I just love the idea that thousands of years from now, archaeologists will dig up Vodafone Arena. <laughs> <laughs> this was the Colosseum of where people came for ringtones. <laughs> Uh, what about that internet? What have you found on it, Richard? Rich? I've uncovered some magic. Join the phenomena that is SaveGusAndDave.com. Oh, the Gus and Dave from the KFCS, played by Ian Cavalier. What do you mean? And his mate. Well, that's what it says on that page. Yeah, the phenomena. Uh, I mean, I could read you this whole thing. Uh, Fed has brought you a website dedicated to bringing back the two most enthusiastic KFC stars <laughs> this generation has ever seen. These two lovable characters enriched our lives, and we know they touch yours. Mm-hmm. In case you've been living in Richard Marsland's bed for the past year, <laughs> what exactly is that? Oh, yes. Under six or seven Petery style. <laughs> uh, you'd know they got their big break in the KFC Works Burger commercial in 2006. Yeah. But since then, nothing. Yeah, yeah. this was after Ed kept talking about the ad on our show, which I thought was just creating positive publicity. That's my space style. We were going to play Vodafone Arena, I thought. We were looking good. We had a ground swell. So to our show, they just walk in and yeah. order a different burger. We did the old course. Make out. <laughs> Uh, so See, much on this it. is why the ads aren't on anymore. That's helping. Erotic subject. I didn't write it. I didn't write it. Save Gus and Dave.com. So yeah. much on here. Because oh, everyone's getting a petition going. Paris Hilton uh, got a petition going. Yeah, yeah, a petition totally. going to, to bring back Gus and Dave. Uh, also, some wonderful pictures on here. Gus, international fashion god. Not since Flavio Briatore started lolling making his way around French beaches have we seen someone so sexy. His outfits were a hit with the hot KFC chick in the ad. She knows she wants some Gus. She does. So why bother reading GQ for fashion advice? Just look to the master. The picnic pink, the Marsland beach blue, the I wish I, I wish this said pavement t-shirt, the I love in the green. You can email them at meplums at savegusanddave.com. Wow, we'll go there and get on board that petition. So what it's saying, so this is going to be money for me, isn't it? Somewhere down the line. Really great. It's either going to be a lawsuit or some cash for me. Jeez, that is a weird head, isn't it? <laughs> He's looking at himself. Look at that. Look at that. That's great. Good work, guys. I'm going to see. back some jokes, so I'll just get that. Oh, no. Hey, no, he's a rogue. You want to know what's going on rogue this weekend? Here we go. No, it's okay, Rich. Don't be upset. I'm not going to read your rogue jokes out. No, they're not my rogue. They might get this jokes. Okay. Well, stay tuned for them. Hey, you mentioned Paris Hilton, and, you know, have you seen the latest new weekly? Has she been dashed up by a lesbian gang yet? Not yet. Why not? Why do the lesbian gangs have to wait for her to get into jail? Take it to the streets, y'all. Come on, girls. Can Paris survive a night in here? Mm. Have a look at this. Oh, no. Dirty wooden headrest. Thin soiled mattress. Was it soiled before? <laughs> Rough toilet roll. Rough soap. The only toiletry allowed. Blue with no seat or lid. Yes, it's a single room at the San Francisco Hilton. Have a look at that. 
look at that. And that's all right. And then, oh, panic button. There's a panic button. In the cell. I don't know. It's like calling room service. (laughs) Help, I'm panicking. The mattress is too thin and soiled. (laughs) Oh, my God, the headrest is dirty and wooden. (laughs) What am I going to do? And look at this, the new weekly's going into detail, saying uh, Paris keeps saying this is way too harsh for what she did. The judge is going to be sorry when they carry me out of here in a body bag. No, he's not. Uh, it'll be a Gucci body bag. That will be a beautiful <laughs> bag. It will be beautiful <laughs> bag. Not looking forward to lovely bag. the strip search, apparently. <laughs> Although they will be providing it with a pole so that she'll be able to at least do it. And a focus camera. Just to make her feel at home. Customary style. Just to make her feel at home. And then the New Weekly's got the old uh, Paris's Daily Diary. They've obtained her Daily Diary and then they're comparing it to the jail diary. Right. What have we got? I'm more interested in just her normal Daily Diary. 10 a.m. wake up. 11 a.m. casual breakfast with close pals. Oh, casual. 12 p.m. shopping in Beverly Hills. And then 3 p.m. every day for Paris Hilton spray tan and hair appointment. Every day. Testing a new coat put on. And then 8 p.m. Uh, dinner with little sister Nikki. That's every night. I got hurt. 11 p.m. hit the LA night spot. Bang. Whereas, of course, in prison. Well, basically, her daily diary is represented by a picture of some ham on a plate. And look at that. That's the meal she'll be eating. Mmm. Ham, one egg. And what's the other thing she's getting? Sort of chicken runoff? <laughs> dear, dear. Just with a coating of spray tan over the top. Of like she's like the Harbour Bridge. Once they finish painting her at one end, they have to start at the other end all over again. Well, that's what it's going to be like behind bars for Paris. It's Devon. It's not ham, Tony. She's having a Devon lunch. She's being sentenced to a childhood in Brisbane by the sound of things. <laughs> All right, we have time for that. How many minutes have we gone, Nikki? We've crapped on so long. Six minutes. Let's have some music and we'll be back. With oh, no, look, Sizzle City, uh, Dangerfield. Dangerfield fans. And then, uh, and then hunting news. I can't believe how the listeners are getting behind this idea of adding Rodney Dangerfield. I love it. Using digital effects. I love it. To different movies. Let's see. See what they've come up with next. I'm getting this. Rome. It's get this on Triple M. Good morning, everybody. Mm. They're just joining us. Brought to you by the Nissan Navara. Oh dear. Oh, that is a huge pulling power. That is some grunty four by four action. Pure humbug. Hey, 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 Johnny. I'm not I never like the Navara. Funny face. <laughs> <laughs> Did you see that picture of him when he was in school? He never looked. Like a normal human. <laughs> so wonderful. So wonderful. Uh, and the idea that he's won popularity contests his whole life. It goes against everything the playground stood for. <laughs> it's all about bullying or something, that story. <laughs> well, I mean, yeah. Oh, cool. yeah. Bullying yeah. Pay yeah. Don't show that picture of him as a school kid if you try to get rid yeah, of bullying. It's going to give them... This is our target, people. I saw that picture. I wanted to go back to school and get into some bullies. Get stuck in. Wish I got more bullied, get some cash. Did you right. get bullied? Because you no, 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 no. I got bullied. I got bullied. Are you? No, not really. I'm trying to think if I did. Yeah. I can't remember. You rich? Yeah. Oh, I did. Did you? Yeah, no, it's not pretty. <laughs> it's not good. Not funny. <laughs> it is not. No, I was certainly on the list, but I just yeah. one step ahead of them. Yes, Colin, you would have made some good gags. They would have liked the gags. No, right? the bad gags in those days. Bad gags? No, bad, nothing but bad gags. Yeah. Anyway, like, I was... uh were you running? Puns, I think. I was, <laughs> I, was, I was being dunked into the toilet. I'd be like, yeah, fair enough. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> Another one for me, please. Yeah, please. <laughs> no, it's just for that. 
Now, news. Hit me. Big news. Victorian. Yeah. Premier Steve Brackett. Oh, yes. 7-Eleven, man. He's been accused of wasting $200,000 of taxpayers' money Dude, in, air oil. In, an, in an effort to teach drunk hunters to shoot more accurately. The money was said to have funded a visit from a U.S. duck shooter and ballistics expert who spoke with shooters over the weekend. Right. Now, I was there over the weekend, yeah. uh, and it was great. And this morning, I have been drinking like a fish. I've already had uh, at least a box of wine, and uh, I've... Uh, <laughs> you're right, if you're getting away those ducks, the drunker I get, if you are, you'll get your ducks, corrupted ducks. You'll get yours, don't you? Sorry. Are you shitting cats now? Hey, Richard. That's not okay. No, I can't believe why. I asked for an animal, Richard. I'm there for a cat. I knew it would be a talking point. No, you're still in character. No, I'm out now. Sorry, I'm me again. Oh, shame and scene. Here's some legal news. I did find another edition. Okay, while you're in Melbourne. I've got some uh, Melbourne news. Melbourne's oldest cemetery could be open for business again within months of the state government of uh, Stevie Brax has its way. It's Stevie Brax. The operators of the Melbourne General Cemetery, the Necropolis, have uh, 41 new grave plots for sale. They would cost on average 20 grand each. What? They'd be well appointed, though. Immaculately presented Tuscan style luxury concierge preps, I'm guessing. <laughs> Wouldn't they? Lovely. Imagine with the big estate agents out the front. Showing you through with the blue suits, everything in that style. New York lock style, things in the city style. <laughs> Living, dying, death. A piece of Manhattan, six feet below Melbourne. That's <laughs> how they'll be promoting it. <laughs> yeah, oh, how's that? that? Luck. The necropolis. They'll have to. Um, they'll be given some New York sounding name. Like, isn't there a Tribeca apartments mm. in Melbourne? Oh. Tribeca, oh. but doesn't Tribeca that refers to below Canal? Yeah, it's yeah, area. It's a, Acronym for something. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Triangle below canal. Below ah. canal street. There you go. I've got all of that in Melbourne now, have they? Yeah. I love that. I told you I got shown around Pentridge apartment. Lovely. Oh, I got to go, mate. Fixed in the city style living, <laughs> New York style warehouse apartment. <laughs> in the formerly, former H Division, mate. Beautifully <laughs> <laughs> appointed shanks in every room. <laughs> Rodney fans have been on the blow. Oh, I love this idea. Rangerfield fans. I'm using this digital technology. Now, see, this is what's uh, this is what's sparked it as well. Have a, have a listen to this tone. Mm-hmm. Look much as sells while I find it. Adding uh, the late Rodney Dangerfield to, to just any film at all using that Forrest Gump style technology. What have you got for us? Arnold Schwarzenegger is back in the new Terminator film, but he's in digital form. Oh, right. Mm-hmm. We can span his entire career from the 80s uh, Terminator to the Ice Cool T2 version. Right. So they can get anything they want. They can get kindergarten cop and just crack it into the Terminator. So they don't need him to quit being governor. They just get existing footage. This is one of them. create a new Terminator. Yeah, 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 yeah. Some of that. Some, <laughs> jing- some of Jingle All the Way in the new Terminator. <laughs> all the good news. But I trolled through the YouTube last night and I found some... Uh, oh, actually, you know what, Rich? It's time for the arts. Do you have a, a classy sting? <laughs> have a classy sting ready because we're going to delve into the arts. Yeah. Yeah. I found uh, on the YouTube last night, Rodney Dangerfield was in... Macbeth oh, with yeah. uh, Sir Ian McKellen. Oh, is this the art segment? Richard on violin. What are you talking uh, about? Rodney Dangerfield and Sir Ian McKellen. Well, in, a, in an amazing exchange yeah. in, 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 the, in the Scottish play Macbeth, an early film version by the BBC, oh, yeah. have a listen to this. <laughs> Oh, no, no, 
Okay, I know I'm a Mr. Boston and I make me a zombie. Tell me God beat him to it. Come let me touch this. Boy, that's the story of my life. No respect. Oh, you know this. That's taken care of. That is the hard boot at home. Listen to that. What about the world's biggest whingers? Well, I'm about the whinge because that deserves more love from you, too. <laughs> you know how long it takes to try and get Rodney Dangerfield, to, some of his lines and his stand-up, to sync up with, 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 with Macbeth? Well, I guess... Uh, it's 16 hours of, my wife, my wife. You just don't get no respect. I, I can't get no respect. We'll be back with the world's biggest whinge yeah. next. <laughs> we all have our little problems, don't we? <laughs> Thanks to the Nissan Bavara. Nissan Navara, that's what I was saying there. Bavara? I'm slightly frightened because, you know, it's just got so much pulling power. Eh? No, I, I, you know, in Cabley's here. Rather than do a substantive speech to demonstrate yeah. that he had credibility, he cut a TV ad. Yeah. And I think that just about says it all. Yeah, a lot of people are calling in about this campaign mm. to bring the gust and uh, who's the other bloke? Uh, it's uh, Dave. Yeah. Gus and Dave. You don't really notice the other bloke when Gus is on screen. Yeah, he's fodder. Now, you know, this was a real website. I know it sounds like something we've made up, yeah. Richard, so can you just give the address again? SaveGusandDave.com. Mm. And why not check out Squid on your YouTube? Mm. Hey? All right, look, there's a lot to get through here. Bug we are running late. We've got a time limit now on the show. Something unacceptable yeah. uh, happened to have that time limit extended. All yeah, oh, right, probably those clips. It was the ducks blowing out the running time. <laughs> so get on and vote for Gus. Mm. We want to do some whinging. We promised yeah, yeah, yeah. that next. But let's have some uh, rock music, can we, Mr. Just get some. Uh, what can you do for us, Richard? Something like this. <laughs> on Triple M. Hello to our Brisbane listeners. They're the only people who would have understood that. No, everyone who's not in Brisbane. Oh, okay. They say it's bad on for Brisbane at the moment. Oh. It's about song. Featuring dolphins. Yeah. Eating out of your hand. Now, I grew up in Brisbane. <laughs> I didn't even remember near dolphins. <laughs> well, maybe you better get back there. It's all dolphin bust, action. Bust some in, have they? <laughs> hey, let's climb a certain town. Mountain. <laughs> You think that, you know, the British might come out on top because they're famous for being whingers. Yes. And at least in jokes. And only second. Who won? The French. <laughs> the French are the world's biggest whingers. Here's yeah. whinging profits. <laughs> We've got to readjust all our stereotypes. No, does that mean the English are the guys with the onions around the neck on the bicycle and the berets? They can be that from now on. That'll do nicely. Britain has come in second with Sweden. Good on them. Britain, Sweden, it's those whinging Swedes. You didn't think that? I wasn't expecting that. What have they got to whinge about? They're so flush with tax funds and 
Sexual activity. Oh, gosh. Blondness. Oh, goodness. Norska. Oh, goodness. Vulva and field. Ooh. <laughs> I said vulva. You did. <laughs> you like that? You did. I was referring to that Spanish film. I wasn't referring to anything rude. Maybe it's just all those little left bit over bits of uh, things from IKEA packaging. It is. It's Alan Key frustration. Yeah, giving people the air. The Volvo is what I was saying. I know what you were looking for. What are they complaining about? It's almost a rude word, clearly. <laughs> Okay, the Swedes. Swedes. The British, how's that? Well, I think we've got to reclaim our title. I think, come on. Australia, we can have a winch, can't we? Can we ever? That's why we have AM radio. Yes, you're listening to Triple AM. What do you think? Well, Tony, I'm sick and tired of people marrying their cousins and sending the photographs into the newspaper. It's a cousin marrying Nanny Stone. <laughs> Look at these. Oh, no, no. From your courier mail yesterday, I shan't say their names, but oh. come on, who are you fooling? Okay. Now, Richard, Richard was saying that there's a girl that he's been stalking for years. No, right. What happened, Rich? No, I said a girl that I had uh, a crush on at university yeah. um, recently gotten married and I saw her photograph in the paper and that is a significant moment I think in any man you said it looked like she'd married her dad not a white watch many issues that I like to have a whinge about no ABC program well that's just a whole thing that's not, you wouldn't hear that about a radio show at all on any radio show. What do you got? Uh, you know, current affairs show, saying after this break, and then you sit through the break, and it's just a preview for tomorrow night's story. What do you think? Ooh. Give us a call. Other issues that I like to have a whinge about are Botox. You know? It's not working for you. It's just They're not looking fulsome to It looks ridiculous, Botox. And now, proof at last. Look at this. I haven't frowned in 20 years, boasts Botox Queen. This was on the cover of the Adelaide Advertiser yesterday. There are no worry lines on Botox pioneer Jean Carruthers' brow. She's not frowned since 1987 <laughs> when she realized the power of the neurotoxin she has helped make the world's most popular cosmetic treatment. I now show you her picture, and is that what you want to look like? Oh, no. <laughs> okay. <laughs> if you fancy looking like Eric Stoltz in Mars, <laughs> then get hold of this wonderful breakthrough where you inject disease into your face. You know what it's botulism, people. That's why it's called Botox. You know what it is? It's as if uh, it's as if at all times somebody's going her in the shins with a whipper snipper <laughs> on on low. So it's not really cutting through. It's just annoying. Cause she's kind of, <laughs> but she's unable to frown. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just kind of slight annoise. That's awful. That's you can awful. spot these weird ass shiny foreheads all over the place. Everywhere. There's something going on with Kylie Minogue's face. I don't know. Oh, yes, Nikki, really? you see the women's next. Even she's not going with. It. Oh dear. <laughs> okay, Rich. All right. Have a wink. Yeah when you go to the shops and you'd like to get one of those dockets so you can get discount petrol, but you have to spend over, I think it's $50 or something to get one of the discounts. Simply not. Come on, our watch. That's like a proper win. Good yeah. work. Yeah. I mean, I don't want to be, I don't want to whinge it like the retail area because I know it's a very tough, mm. tough market out there. Yeah, good on you, People are working hard for a dollar, but yeah. it's annoying. I mean, I want to get some discount petrol. Yeah, I, need it. Yeah. I want to save four cents. I know you do. You can get that money back on the cheap Chiquitos next to the cash register. <laughs> 
just thought that one through. You know how to play the mark. Yeah, come on, Richard. Anything else you'd like to win? Yeah, I'm pretty happy. Let's let the listeners get a bit of this action. Call us with your whinge. Let's not let the Swedes and the French and the British take our whinging crown. You give us a ring. One triple three five three. Thank you, Lincoln Park. Yeah. What I've done here, I get this on Triple M, and today we're saying, you know, let's let some system, you know, let it out. Yeah, let it out. Let it out. Come on, people, let it out. As we go, Triple AM. Who's got a win? Hi, Michelle. Good morning, gentlemen. What would you like to whinge about? The way the young folk drive, they have no regard for my safety whatsoever. No regard. They've got no regard whatsoever. They get no regard. What happened, Michelle? Oh, they just get to roundabouts and they just don't care. I'll yeah. be indicating for miles ahead. Yep. You're right, Michelle. You know why? Because they got their face in like three iPods at once. You know what I mean? They're he- straight, brother. They're texting. They're, their emo fringes are down to their, you know, down to their chins. They can hardly see through them. They I like to concentrate on the job at hand. Absolutely right. Vehicle. Thank you, Michelle. Good well, well, you've really taken to this, there. Michelle, what we're all thinking. Who else has got a problem? Paul, how are you? Paul, are you there? Uh, Michael. Michael, sorry, are you there, mate? Yeah, mate, how are you going? Uh, excellent, excellent. What are you going to whinge about? People calling uh, me Paul. Last night for, uh, for a birthday. Yep, yep. Took, the, took the family along and thought we'd have a nice little surprise and took a cake to dinner. Yep. And when we got there, we got uh, told to get charged a $10 cakeage fee. A cakeage fee? Outrageous. <laughs> what is that about? Oh, no idea. Just carrying it to the table. Yeah, exactly right. They stored it in their fridge. This is Michael. This is a cake. It's nanny stage. And, and would you, would, did you go for the option of saying that you had to bring a, spe- a special cake for like dietary reasons? You might have yeah, been able that. Did you try that? Well, I ended up saying, oh, yeah, no, thank you. I'll, we'll take the cake home. We won't even have it here. Yeah. But, um, they, uh, because they got brand new cash registers there, they forgot to put their ten dollar cakeish feed button, so we got away with it last time. Ah, good, good on you, button. Good on you, traps the young restaurateurs. Fought at us again. Who else has got to win? Hi, Paul. How are you? Yeah, not bad, guys. Uh, uh, mate, uh, tell me what you win. Uh, people who get out of their car at a drive-through bottle shop. <laughs> oh, <laughs> <laughs> you work at a bottle shop? No, nah, I'm just uh, you know, you get behind them and they go through. And Ten minutes later, come out with one beer. If you, you're right, Paul. If you can't get the uh, West Coast coolers handed to you in your car, you shouldn't be there. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah, I like people who just walk through too, and yeah. up with the cars. And elderly drivers as well. Oh yeah. Chuck him in. Yeah, chuck him in. Good effort, Paul. Thanks, mate. Who else deserves to die? Hey, Alex. How are you? Hey, doing, mate? Well, we're good. Have a week. The banks. Oh, yeah. oh, what have yeah. they done today? What have they done today? Well, you work all day long, and they work nine to four. Yeah. You go down there, try to take a loan out or to put some money in their clothes. Yeah. yeah. They've never heard of a Saturday job. No, they haven't. You're right, Alex. And they're really self-righteous about their four o'clock as well. If you oh, show up... Three, two minutes. Nine ain't good enough. They're always kicking you out for not being... Well, you know, I'll, I'll show up there 
you know, with a, with a bicycle helmet on and a machete at two to four, hey, shut the doors in my face. Two to four is great because suddenly, at two to four, mm. extra tellers just appear from nowhere and bust in from other branches. Very true. And the queue just disappears. Oh, you don't see a queue at ten past four. Absolutely right. But what is going on between four and five? What are they doing in the bank, do you think, Alex? Oh, he's dropped out. Alex is gone. Alex is gone. He's that angry. Another victim of the bank. Uh, <laughs> I say they're having sex. Oh, hi, Jill. How are you? Good. How are you guys? Uh, we're good. Uh, what do you have a whinge about? Um, I'm, I'm whinging about that guy that got all the money for being bullied at school. Oh. What about him? Well, I'm not care about him. I'm worried about me. Oh. I got hit with a rock. Mm. I got hit by a car. Mm-hmm. And all, you know, I was just bullied for years and I got nothing. Oh, okay. So how much? Not good enough. On the million dollar scale, how much do you reckon you're up for? At least a million. At, At least a million. Come on, I've got to be get, getting something. How did they get the car into the classroom, Jill? <laughs> amazing. <laughs> yeah. In the driveway. Oh, quite an amazing piece of bullying. <laughs> and hit with a rock. Surely you'd see them coming, Jill. Well, we were down there. We had like a creek down the back and we were down doing some crappy science experiment and everyone was throwing rocks and yeah, I got hit with one. Tell me, Jill, did you do the science experiment where you had to find out how much feces was in the local creek? Oh. <laughs> mm, no. No, that's what we did. <laughs> Million dollars coming your way, <laughs> Well, thanks, Jill. Sure. Absolute yeah. nanny. Having yeah. your bag with your exercise books just picked down two flights of stairs. Mm-hmm. Would that be how much for that? Ten fifty. Ten fifty. Did you see that kid that got all the money? Yeah. A very sensitive gentleman that I know, who shall remain nameless, said that he said to me, Look at him, red hair, glasses, big and fat. Of course he got pushed around. <laughs> It's not the way to look at it. What I love about that story, they gave him a payout for a lifetime of bullying in school, which has affected the rest yeah. of his life. Mm. Here's his name, here's his face, here's where he's from. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's a lifetime of bullying. That means that I can have a go now. <laughs> I've got a clean slate for the rest of my Maybe life. Maybe the guy wants another mill. Maybe he does. Go around again. What's going on? How can the... I don't like it when fat people complain about bullying because they've got bulk on their side. We didn't have that. Right. We were just blowing around in the wind like twigs. <laughs> At least a fat person can sit on somebody. <laughs> Finally, Jim, how are you? Oh, I'm not too bad, fellas. How's it going? We're good, mate. Uh, what are you going to whinge about? Oh, I had lots to whinge about. I had to go to Taggie for work last week. That'll do. That's yeah. 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 horrible. Yep. And they've kind of got a problem with not being able to display who doesn't and does not take Visa card or f Oh, really? And what do they do? Why are they playing hard to get in that department? I don't know, mate. It was, it was really, tr- it was really weird. Eh? Cause I, I went to a parking garage and I went to pay for the um, uh, my, put on my work credit card there, and I was just like, no, nah, no. Nah, so we don't take this. We've never taken this. And I was just like, that's you. So I had a stand-up argument with the guy at the front. It was really cool. Stand-up argument. Well done, Jim. Thank you for taking the high moral ground. Our friends from Tasmania. Also, also, John Howard looks like Stewie off the Family Guy. Has a little baby. Jim, that's the first time I've heard that. You're absolutely right. And they need a new voice, because that's wearing off, the Stewie voice. You think maybe we've just got to get, yeah. You're a humbug. <laughs> Coming out of that mouth. Thank you, Jim. Beautiful. <laughs> All right. We claimed our position. One at the top of the whinging ladder. Oh, that's Sweden, France, and England. <laughs> we'll be back with Jane Allsop in the next hour. Haven't got a clue. <laughs>
boy, Jane Allsop is back. Well, either that or eating too many burgers. <laughs> How did that turn out? It turned out very good, actually. Oh, got a lovely uh, son who's turning one next week. Oh, yeah. Program the uh, internet for you. Do your preferences on the email. Pretty much. Pretty yeah. much. Can they talk at day on? They can talk at one, can they? Yeah. Uh, in a way. Do anything? Yeah. Anything oh, yeah. interest? Yeah. No, no, it's mean, very interesting. Oh, yeah. Sorry, Jane. We just know nothing about children on the show. Nikki, our producer, is Jane. She's got one. Yeah, she's got one. She knows all the stuff. One. She's got one. All that nephew changing business. She's across all that. Rich isn't our one, too. Yeah, just for the show. Yeah. Thank you, for the show. Yeah. Last night on the news, they did some kind of PlayStation version. And there were six-year-old kids talking about screen resolution. Don't go by this one inadequate pixels. <laughs> so that's the thing. In a couple of years, you'll have someone who can do all of your mobile phone programs. Oh, yeah, you know, you know, about the remotes, the mobiles, you know. You've got it all down pat, technology. Enough about that. What about you as Nolan Brown? Very fine work, right? Oh, thank you. We're going to talk about that today. Yeah, because yeah, do you ever get mistaken for somebody else? Yeah, Katie, Katie Lang. Katie Lang, obviously. Remarkable. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it is, isn't it? Yeah. 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 I get mistaken for mostly cartoon characters, the guy from the For Dummies books. Yeah. Only when you get mistaken for a cartoon and character. A little, bit like, a little bit like Where's Wally? Yeah. 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 Who do you think Martha thinks that he looks like? Oh, a Hollywood actor. Oh, oh I know. Yeah, off um, Arrested Development. Oh, Jason Bateman. That's not bad. Because he, 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 he pushes around at Ewan McGregor. Oh, that's what he thinks. Come on. Come on. push yourself some buttons and we'll be back for a proper chat next time. Get this. Oh, yes. Better be Brian Adams. You never know what we'll play here at Triple M. Get no. this. It's the second hour. Some more applause for Jane Alton. <laughs> How many more on the way, Jane? Oh, plethora. Really? Yeah, yeah. Now, you know what I really learned from having having Indy was next time I will complain so much more in the hospital and get on the really good stuff. Oh, really? You know, I think I was too brave. Yeah, you know, yeah. when they said, rate your pain, one to ten, I'm like, oh, six, yeah. okay, here's a Panadol. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, and I think one of the great things about having a baby is just how your dignity flies out the window, really? you know. And when the lady comes in and says, you know, to get you out of pain, I will learn to put my finger up your bottom and give you this, uh, this morphine suppository. Yeah. And at that point... You realise really not a nurse. No, no. And, you, and you're really at that point where you could say, double up the medication and use two fingers. Yeah, 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 yeah. And that's what somebody really needed to do <laughs> during the Eurovision Song Contest. <laughs> it was up to six on the pain level. It's too slick, Tone. But the problem with it is it's too slick. It's too many blokes in all, like, boy bands with yeah. white hooded jumpers. Yeah. Bring back the old school days when they're in traditional dress. Oh, it's Television is getting too slick. Too slick. No. Less Australian Idol, more potluck. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yes. Get back to the era that oh. you've been uh, paddling about in the yeah. blankety blanks, blanks era. And oh. if you uh, haven't uh, heard, uh, we've got Jane Allsop here, but she could be Nolene Brown. That's how uncanny the impression is. <laughs> <laughs> 
Admiration, that's a terrible thing to say. So I guess there's, there's sort of two modes, isn't there? You have to play the real Nolan Brown. Yes. And sort of the on blankety blank. Blankety blank. Yes, that's right. Wow. And it was great, you know. I mean, I actually wear a wig in the um, in the film, and it was it was it was a real indication of how damaged my genuine hair is, but it just blended seamlessly. Totally <laughs> <laughs> synthetic wig. Yeah, half and half. Did you have out the old hips of Blankney Blake? I did indeed. You're all running again on Foxtel. Oh, they're right? hilarious. Oh, yeah. They're hilarious. So orange. You've got to really <laughs> adjust the colour on your TV for a while there. That was the palette, wasn't it? Brown and orange. Yeah. That was the real the palette we were working yeah. for. It was a lot more carpeting. No, 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 no. Just, just carpeting yeah. straight up the wall. Lovely. Yeah. Lovely. It doesn't need to be restricted to the floor. So who were the... It was, you, had your, you had your ugly Dave Gray. Yeah, yep. played by young Bruce. Bruce Sampson. And, yep. and uh, we had uh, people call in saying... Uh, Andy, I think, on your MySpace page, homeboy, wants us to celebrate uh, August because we've been saying, what do we do for August? Because mm. we've mm. had a lot of success with April here on the show, James. <gasps> Course. People are saying, um, August, people dressing up in the fall. <laughs> Takes a lot of work. All <laughs> <laughs> piracy month. Yes. This guy wants all goods. It's just all goody samples <laughs> for a whole month. Fantastic. <laughs> but he does a brilliant job, as I yep. can dive. But you didn't really, there was no Stuart Wagstar. Mm. Uh, no, there wasn't enough there should have been. to do everybody. Obviously. There should have been, because that stuff is gold. And I mean, as you know, having seen it, Stephen Curry is average. He's quite amazing. He's extraordinary. They they could have gone through everybody on the census ball and not found someone to look more like Graham Kennedy. Totally. And he's he's absolutely extraordinary. He just doesn't. I mean, I think the whole weight gain, weight loss thing was probably, you know. I mean, that always impresses the critics, doesn't it? Nero, Nero, Raging Bull, Renee Zellweger. Yeah. You know, um, it's Tony Collette. It's, it's sort of a cheap shot at getting crazy. You think so? Just getting fat wow. and losing it. I'm, I'm thinking shot. about getting anorexia for my next one to get a little bit of somebody that's uh, worked on it, and he said that people would show up and say, well, I've put all this weight on for the show. Oh, oh my gosh. Gosh. And then yeah. not get the show and then be stuck with an extra yeah, 30 kilos. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> do, you know what, do you know what else is fantastic? One of the um, one of the articles I saw <coughs> um, had a picture of Stephen Curry, and it said, "You can see here having lost the 15 kilos, how remarkable the resemblance is to Graham Kennedy." But actually, used the photo where he put on weight. He was wearing a fat suit. So I don't know how fat they thought Stephen Curry was, <laughs> but he should probably have been on celebrity uh, celebrity overhaul or something if he, if he was seriously as fat as they he think. He's always been a boomba. That's Stephen <laughs> Curry. Yeah. Uh, we've got more to talk about. Do you want to do that next? Uh, who are we hearing from now, Mr. Marsden? Mika. Uh, give us one of your fancy FM intro to it. Well, this goes straight into vocals. Uh, so what would you do in that situation, Rich? Yeah. You for me, that's Grace Kelly at Triple M. I want to talk to you. Not even you. The last time we talked, Mr. Smith, you rejected me. Oh, no, 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 no. Get this on Triple M. Jane is with us from The King. Mm. Where's that on? Is it this Sunday? It's on Sunday at 8.30, TV1. This is probably the most publicity anything on Foxtel has ever got, surely. I know, they've done a fantastic job of publicising it, I reckon. What are you saying? Flavour of love, what more? 
three pints of aloe aloe had some real real cut through happening there. And what's the story with, and I don't want to get you into any trouble, but that you're playing Nolan Brown, but you weren't allowed to contact the real Nolan Brown? No, I didn't get the opportunity to speak to her. Has there been some trouble, has there? <laughs> what did you do to well, come on behind the film? Um, she wasn't on board as one, uh, an actual consultant, so no, I couldn't contact her directly. And I had, but I went off the blankety blanks tapes, right. and I mean, she's extraordinary. I would have loved to have been yeah. able to talk to her. Well, you've done well considering because it's not just all blankety blanks. There's no. quite an intricate relationship between you and Graham. This is true. This is true. Bit of a cow. Yeah, it's a great scene with a cow. Yeah. <laughs> Very nice livestock cameo. That's right. <laughs> Some of its best work. <laughs> it's going straight on the show, really. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and uh, show business family, tell us about your husband or partner. Yes, or? that's right. He, he's the Mitre 10 man. Oh, wow. On all the, uh, the big... Look at him, Cavalry. 100-foot billboards. I think that could have been me. Well, yeah. I remember hearing about that agent. I can wear a tool belt with the best of them. Uh, what, what do you mean? What is he just like, like, hey, come and get some wood? He's, um, Martin. All the help you need. Ah, right. Is he wearing a nail belt? a bit of a promo there. Um, no, I like it when he, when he wears a nail belt, can you say? Does it fine? Yeah. And is he, because he's the Martin 10 Blake, does that mean he has to be across? All the skills associated with that. Uh, How no. is he? No, he? no, he's pretty good. He's uh, he's an ex um, ex bricklayer, so he knows his trade. Mm. So he's quite a handy man. Do you two look alike? <laughs> I hope not. Right. There's a lot of that going on. Right. That's, yeah. the yeah. 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 That's my thing at the moment. Couples that look the same like yeah. Nick and Bianca Jagger, I think. Ooh, that's a good one. Started that trend years ago. Yeah. Posh and Bex emerging into oh, one. Yeah. See, there's an interesting thing with um, Brad Pitt too. See, whatever girl he's been with, he's morphed to be like them. Like you look at him in his Gwyneth days. Oh yeah. And yeah. then you know, his, oh, and his Angelina days. Now he's sort of going a bit more kind of. Hard-edged. So you're going to say David you know, Bowie. Insane. Yeah, <laughs> you're going to say there. He's got a new uh, a film coming out. I can't okay. find the documentation, but it's, it's got a very long name and it's about the fascination of Jesse James. But a coward, mm. somebody, somebody. Yeah, they're saying, can you shorten the name and make it into a normal cowboy movie, please? Please. <laughs> They've got the guy to chopper to do it. Chopper is great. What's great. he done since? Nothing except this. Mm. But he's come up with something very Terrence Malick and arty and lyrical and poetic and what they want and they just want, you know just a standard western right. shooting up the joint <laughs> look at the windscreen and apparently everyone everyone on the film has done their own cut of the movie Brad has his own cut really? Andrew mm. Dominic has his own cut the caterers have done yeah, I saw theirs <laughs> I saw theirs <laughs> <laughs> mostly just boost up it is but it tells the Jesse James story it does. Through the, in the background through the medium of source <laughs> which I like hey there's uh, is there a so your husband, or sorry, am I using the wrong word? Well, he's not technically my okay. husband, but I think, you know, yeah, I, think, sorry. I think 10 years in w- and with a child, you know, the yeah. likelihood of us going a separate way. Not, 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 not in God's language. You know, I'm not trying to wangle a TV week after out of you, Jane. It's not that kind of show. You could make some money, Jane. If you have a wow. wedding, you could get in the... Wow. Uh, Libby Lent movable tent. Yeah. Well, you know, that's, that's it. That's yeah. my dream. Squeeze that's in. my dream. Some shots. <laughs> hey, hey Joan, have you had to do any of those, like, um, just a super mum at home kind of advertorials where it's like you mm. lying on a, Me a diaper bed with a child? 
No, I haven't. No, no. I mean, you know, but I'm just waiting for, you know, that would be my dream come true. Really? A diaper commercial. But what I was uh, leading to us, I'm thinking, okay, he's the mighty Tim bloke. Who do Bunnings have? They've got everyone. Well, everyone yeah. has ever worked at Bunnings in their entire life. Yeah. Oh, right. <laughs> yeah, they're just yeah. they're just going with everyone, just going, oh, someone, please, you know. Well, it's a real people angle. So there's yeah. not really like a rivalry between, you know, him and someone. Oh, like Pepsi Cola Wars, really. Mm-hmm. Home Hardware, is that they have the um, dogs, the Plasticine dogs? Oh, yeah, dogs, Dave. Uh, Imagine if they got together. Squishing those glasses. No, no. Poor little fleet. Great fleet. Great fleet. Leave him alone. Bloom and fleet. You know, you say you play Nolan Brown, yes. You look a bit like it. Do you look like anyone else, Bloom? Do you ever get mistaken for somebody else? I've been mistaken for Joe Parrish a couple of times. Is you Phillips? Is you Phillips? Is that a compliment? Anything I can think of. Everyone in this room gets mistaken for somebody else. Yeah. We're going to talk about that next and find out who the listeners get mistaken for. I'm get this. <laughs> we just me on the shoulder over do that with you. Yeah, this, of course, it is around the nation on Triple M. Jane Allsop is with us. She can be seen in The King on Foxtel on TV One this Sunday night. Uh, she's 30. already <laughs> identified Richard Marklin as a J. Jason Bateman look mm. like. Mm. Mm. No mm. bad one. Good to see you're an Arrested Development fan. Yeah, love it. Yes. You know what I love about that show? Joe caught on. I saw it at a supermarket the other day. Now, when they're selling DVDs mm. or something in the supermarket, Cole, next to Rudgrass Go Wild. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know it's gone big. It's for I saw Ladybugs there a little while ago. Ladybugs was Rodney Dangerfield. Mm. Yeah. Which was the first cross-dressing soccer film. Yeah, it's true. Don't, don't be fooled by, uh, what was that one with what's her name? Bend it like Beckham. Yeah. Bend it like Rodney. And uh, <laughs> she's all that? No, not that one. Yeah. Cross-dressing soccer well, film. Not cross- How many cross-dressing soccer films are there? There was a very recent one. There was a very recent one. I'll get to it in a minute. We all saw that out by the end of the show. But what we're leading to is lookalikes. Who do you get mistaken for? I mean, I have the same old list every time. Obviously, where's Wally? Obviously, Warwick Fairfax. Obviously, Andrew McCarthy. But uh, see, my friend pretended for about a decade, certainly during Marcus Graham's heyday. Yeah, he he he, um, you know, pretended to be. um, That's right. That was that was his real height of it. Um, Pretended to be Marcus Graham for about a decade and used that that to pick up. How did he go? He did very well. Oh yeah, (laughs) all for that. All for that. Does he really look like him or? Yeah, 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 sort of. Sort of. (laughs) He got away with sort of. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, sort of. Look, you know, nightclub, dark, a little bit dark. You know. How dark? Well, right, all right, sweet. Brilliant. I'm going to go in a dark room saying I'm Patrick Stewart. See how I go. <laughs> Make it so. Go with me. So many uh, bad lookalikes. I knew a guy in the 80s who look, was not really mistaken for, but certainly looked like Judge Reinhold. <laughs> <laughs> Judge Reinhold. Not bad. Beverly Hills Cop. He wasn't very happy with it. He's going, people think I'm Judge Reinhold. And I remember saying, <laughs> that'll pass. Yeah. That'll go away. About 92. <laughs> that should be right. That will stop. <laughs> Judge Reinhold mm. in Arrested Development, in Arrested Development yeah. playing the host of a show called Judge yeah. Reinhold. <laughs> it's like Judge Judy. Judge Judge Judy. That's how good that show <laughs> is. Check it out. It's in the supermarket now. <laughs> and William Hung Jury, if I remember correctly. That's right. <laughs> American Idol. Yeah, 
Okay, Mr. Mars and anyone else. Or Ed. Can I throw up uh, our friend Paco? Oh, you said in Melbourne. Page in Melbourne. Have a look on the old Triple M website. He's got a touch of the Willem Dafoe's about him. He's got a touch of Willem Dafoe. A little, yeah. A little. Okay. Willem Dafoe, if you're trying to do, I can't, I haven't quite mastered it, but the uh, formula for an impression of mm-hmm. Willem Dafoe is one part Jack Nicholson, one part Liberace. Really? Combine the two in a blender and it's like, I can't quite get it, but it's, you got to go back to them like that with your teeth. <laughs> well, you keep working on that, Working on that one. That's what we can do, my friends. Liberace plus Nicholson okay. equals Dafoe. <laughs> Uh, Mr. Mars and anyone else? Uh, Ileana Douglas, but... Um, Ileana Douglas. <laughs> now, I had a friend who looks a lot like Bill Paxton. And, but no one... Oh. Bill Paxton from Aliens. And yeah, from Aliens. We're going to die, man. <laughs> and I keep on trying to get him to say the immortal line from Club Dread, do you think Eddie Money has to put up with this? <laughs> <laughs> but he, no one gets it. No one understands. And I had to... I stumbled across a John Ritter. And they're making a oh, thing yes. about Bill Hicks. This is getting very niche. Yeah. The uh, famous comedian Bill Hicks. Yes. Um, John Ritter would have been perfect. Would have been great, mm. but no longer available. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. It then looks like Gary Ayer a bit with that, you know. Who's Gary Ayer? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. uh, he loves this now. Sorry. Does he use it to his advantage? No, probably not. He could just punch cabbies and then be like, <laughs> that's what we do. Oh, uh, you're right, Gary. Thanks, mate. Is that what Gary Ayer does, though? Oh, sorry. Do we know? No, sorry, we'll take that back. Yeah. <laughs> sorry about that. We're on very shaky ground with footballers and men. Ileana Douglas gang. Where <laughs> for <laughs> Wait, I met a guy the other day that had a, it was a perfect double look alike yeah. uh, for Shane Bourne and, uh, mm. and, and Clark. Oh, we love the double. Mm. Do you do this, Jane? Mm-hmm. The double look alike. Yeah. Mm. Yep. Oh, it's so much fun. So in one. Uh, what about Tony Llewellyn Jones? Wonderful actor from GP days. Yes, yeah. mm-hmm. A mixture of the bad guy from The Hills Have Eyes yeah. and Tommy Cooper. Everybody. We've had 12 callers about the cross dressing soccer film. Have we? She's yeah. the man. She's the man. She's the man. He's the man. man. Thank you. Is that a Freddie Prince? He was involved. I think he was involved in Oh, no, no, he wasn't. No, but I think David Cross. I mean, he played the principal. From Arrested Development. Oh, I was in it. See, it all ties back. There we go. It certainly does. Does the guy who gets mistaken for uh, Bill Paxton occasionally get mistaken for Bill Pullman? No, but he's... Galen? People trying to find the name. Galen, because Ed goes for Jim with this guy. The saddest man in the universe. You know who you are. It's the guy who would, you know, work in the gun. I saw someone go up to me and go, mate, and he's like, yeah, mate, I am, I am. And I'm not. I'm like, no, well, actually, I'm not, mate. But uh, people say that to me all the time, and it's awesome. I really I, I oh, play it up. Lord. Yeah. Right up. It's oh. time to get the listeners on board. <laughs> Surely we can't go sadder than that. Who do you or someone you know? And on Triple M, Jane Allsop is with us and we're saying, who do you get mistaken for? Or who does someone else get mistaken for, Ed? Uh, hello there, Mike. How are you? Uh, hello. Um, pretty good. How are you? Oh, well, I'm excellent, sir. Uh, <laughs> and uh, what, uh, who, do you get, who do you look like? Uh, Alfred E. Newman, the guy from the Mad Magazine. <laughs> Oh, you think it's just someone pushing that barrel? Do you have the freckles on the nose? 
Uh, yeah, well, it did until a couple of years ago. Yeah, we had them removed. <laughs> <laughs> the blast, What about, uh, you know, Christmas cards? Have you taken advantage of this and recreated some of the famous mad covers? No. No, no that's just going to make it worse. Yeah, fair enough, Mike. <laughs> Do you who else has got a hint of Alfred E. Newman? Brand from Todd and Brand. That's <laughs> <laughs> the E. Newman. That's the E. Newman. Thanks, Mike. How's looking like? Guy, how are you? I'm very well. How about yourself? Mate, I'm excellent. Who do you look like? I've been, uh, well, back in the 80s, I was told that I had a passing resemblance to uh, Anthony Michael Hall. Much like the man himself. And have you, you know, followed his progress and sort of uh, bulked up in a weird kind of Gary Busey way, like uh, how he did? Well, no, now I mean, most of my hair's falling out, and now I sort of get the occasional Bruce Willis comment. Oh, <laughs> God, over. You're moving up, though. I think yeah. that's a better. Good on you, guy. Yeah. Uh, that's a better class of being yeah. a celebrity. Yeah. Hi, uh, hi, uh, hi, Brendan. How are you? Yeah, not bad, thanks. And who do you get, young man? Oh, I don't get it. It's uh, one of my friends. But, uh, warning all the time. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. 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 He's got what, sorry? Buckley. He's got Buckley. He's got Buckley. Oh, no, oh, there's a football player called Buckley. Yeah. Oh, it's quite a... Uh, and then there's that bloke in the Big Brother house, Travis. He's very warning. He's got a tough warnings about him. Yeah. Is he very... Uh, has he got the, the, the bleach blonde hair and the, and the, and the permanent yeah, hand happening? That's the problem. Oh, that's the problem. There you go. There you go, Brendan. Well spotted. Who else is looking like someone else? Aaron, how are you? How you going, guys? Uh, excellent. Uh, who looks like who? Well, I was uh, accused by a drunken Irishman in a pub mm-hmm. of looking like Bernard Black from Black Books. Oh, what are you on? Oh, you're just going to Irishman in Bernard? No, I wasn't. The thing is, I don't actually look anything like him, but I dress very similar to the character. Oh, yes. That's exactly why. And he just annoyed me all night for, for about four hours. And the ladies love it. Dylan Lawrence. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah Look, yeah. Nikki's nodding. Oh, really? You like him as well, Nikki? Yeah. That's why she kept trying to book him back. Ah, right. trying to try the first time. Ah, okay. Karen, are you, uh, are you emo at all? Not at all, no. No, sorry no. about that. I'm trying to get a handle on it. Are you uh, a fan of uh, Dylan Lawrence? No, look, I'm not really. Oh. Not, not overly. I think he does like a drink, and the ladies love him, but they're always shocked when you point out that he's like 33 or something. <laughs> <laughs> he's quite young, Dylan Lawrence. Didn't know that. Hi, Leanne. Going in hard. Leanne, how are you? Good, how are you? Excellent. Uh, um, hmm? yeah, I've got two. One was uh, Monica Celeste. You look like Monica Celeste? Yes, right. and every time I used to go around, everyone used to go, ah, ah, all the time. Oh, oh yeah. Very <laughs> inventive, good, good. Yeah. And the other one is in the midnight because I am very short. I'm under five foot. Yes. I always get called Dicky Me because all you could see was the top of my head. Dickie Knee was hysterical. Oh, I yeah. I, it was the height of comedy when yeah. I was yeah. 
Yeah. He would he would imply that Molly was gay better than anyone else I've heard. My goodness. I think he's been too quiet for too long. I think that he needs to be back by just showing up on things like the news. Just where you least expect Where are they now? Excellent. There we go. Thank you, Leanne. Hi, Troy. How are you? Hey, young girl. Ooh. Oh, great, man. What happened? Well, who do you look um, at? <laughs> um, my best mate looks exactly like Chad Kruger from Nickelback. Um, <laughs> If you put the two together, you wouldn't spit them apart. Really? It, it, is, it is dead set scary how good they look apart. And what's he singing like? How does he sing? <laughs> Mate, he just thinks like a rock star, pulls in the cheeks, lives it up. What does a Nickelback look like? That's horrible. He's Jay Kruger all over, just put it that way. You know what you could do, Troy? You could do yourself up as a as blower from Hinder and go out together and really score. How about that? Uh, I'll tell you now, a month ago we did one better. Yeah. We, um, because I'm a bouncer, yeah. and um, I got to steal my bouncer mates. We went into Newcastle, New South Wales for a night, mm-hmm. hired a Tarago, mm-hmm. and we pretended that he actually was Chad Kruger. Being the bud. Guess what? What? It worked. Wrong. It worked. It worked. It worked. He was bubbled and rained on by stones for hours on end. Good on you, Troy. Well done, sir. Well done. I'm sure we have to cut him off there. He was starting to tell the rest of that story, and I'm sure we can't put it to air. No, I know where it was going, though. Uh, Trampoline. Scott, how are you? Good guys, yourself? Oh, we're excellent, mate. Uh, what do you got for us? Who do you look like? Mate, I don't look like anyone, but no. I... Um, I think Ed, yourself, and Richard should come clean that you guys are actually, or um, the guy at a Desperate Housewives is actually your love child. Well, you think that's Cocktails here. We're looking for a surrogate. Uh, the Cameroon gene is quite overwhelming. Yeah. What was that, Scott? You were looking for a two by, so. Yeah, yeah that is a good super. Absolutely right. Thank you. But that's, that's good. Thank you very much, Scott. Oh, I'm afraid that's all we've got time for. Imagine we had a kid, Rich. It's a hilarious sitcom we you. Any problems at all? Would you call it pavement? Yeah. Pavement, Cavalry. <laughs> I think Jane also doesn't want to have met <laughs> that union. Let's go to a song and hose out our minds. Oh. Here again. On Triple M, Jane Allsop is with us. Jane, here's a question for you. Kate Houston, who's a woman, mm. has written in to say... <laughs> a woman? A woman? Okay. I feel like I should point that out at the beginning of this because uh-huh. he says, I had the misfortune of catching the tail end of McLeod's daughters tonight mm-hmm. and clued into what I think is a uniquely Australian phenomenon. I have never seen a female mechanic in real life. Mm. Yet Australian TV is littered with them. Charlene, yeah. Rebecca Gibney in a country practice, and now some chick at Drover's Run. Let's not forget Tammy McIntosh and Bingles. <laughs> Female mechanics all over. Have you ever played one? Uh, no. Mm. No, it's, it's outrageous, though, sure. I mean, it yeah. just needs to be. I mean, women shouldn't be portrayed having any profession. That's right. They just should be in the home. Right side of the kitchen. That's side right. of the kitchen sink. That's what Bill Hippenden told me. I'm sure there are female mechanics. I'm sure it's out there. Are you sure? 
Um, no. Because yep. <laughs> I take my car to one of those places where it's like, uh, you know, you, you just go there when the number comes up in the book. Of uh, yeah. And it's all scientists in white coats. <laughs> you know that? Just like in the ad. The car is just whisked up into the ceiling. <laughs> something happens to it. $900 later. It's not like Bengals. It's not like Bengals. Um, okay, so that's going on. All right, let's see, we're covering so, the big issues here. And it's interesting, just yeah, how you pointed out that Kate mm. is actually a woman. Yeah. My, really son, my son is named Indy, oh, yeah, yeah, named yeah. after Indiana Jones. Wow, well done. Now, why is it, can people please, now I admit Indiana is a girl or a boy's name. Oh, but right. Indiana, you know, Indiana Jones being surely the most famous Indiana of all time. Why is it that everyone tells me Indiana? Oh, oh, I thought it was a girl. Indiana's on the end. <laughs> yeah, no. Kind of bit on the end. I but you know, the Indiana Jones is no girl. That's true. He's a very manly he's man. He's very boy. Is he uh, going to have the theme music just in a little iPod? Yep. On his belt. Yep. And he's going to wear the outfit constantly from yeah. about five years old. Take the pins <laughs> out. All right. Dun, 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 dun. <laughs> I mentioned Bill Heppen and I'm sorry to soil the atmosphere, but I'm about to do it again because A.G. Bennett has emailed us, and this took me about a week to work out what he was talking of. Listen to this. Can I hear that John Howard segment again where he couldn't work out who was saying what? Uh, sure. Sorry? <laughs> it was from a week what? ago, and I think this is what he's talking about. <laughs> I have a series of statements in front of me, some of them made by your close personal friend, Senator Bill Heffernan. Wonderful man. Some of them by controversial Muslim cleric, Sheikh Al-Halali. Boo! Are you ready? Fire away. Statement number one. Women are inferior to men and should stay in the kitchen where they belong. Oh, look, I don't know what is Islamic community. They just this disgraceful so-called mufti out on his head. That was actually Senator Heffernan. Oh. Sometimes he grabs, chooses his words carelessly, but he's merely presenting one view. Not everyone has to agree with it. Statement number two. Homosexuals are an inferior breed and should not be allowed to hold positions of power. But like I say, we live in a free society. Now, not everyone will agree with the Senator's view, but I, for one, will defend his was actually Sheikh Al-Halali speaking. Oh, if you like it here, you should leave the country. Those comments are disgusting. Statement number three. We simply have too many Asians in this country. They're in danger of taking over. Oh, it may have been Sheikh Halali. Appalling, disgraceful, inflammatory comments clearly designed to stir up trouble. Or it may have been Senator Heffernan. Question, those words were actually spoken last night by Kerry O'Brien. Disgraceful, appalling. And he was, of course, quoting Pauline Hanson. Oh, look, people may not agree with Pauline, but I think it's healthy we debate these issues. Statement number four. Someone was responsible for the Cronulla riots, and it certainly wasn't white people. Ugh, it doesn't sound like either of them. Is this another curveball? No, it's definitely one or the other. Which is it? Eminent or Halali? Well, obviously the Sheikh wouldn't say that. I, I guess in this instance, Bill is 
likely as it may seem, those words were spoken last week by Sheikh Al-Halali at Lakemba Mosque. The Sheikh was quoting directly from the Alan Jones program. A wonderful program. Alan simply expresses what so many have frightened to say in our politically correct society. Jones was there uh, reading out words rather uncharacteristically spoken by Australian of the Year, Tim Flannery. Appalling sentiments he should be stripped of his title. But Flannery was in fact reporting a quote expressed to him by Senator Ross Lightfoot. Well, sometimes it's important for unfashionable, even distasteful views to be brought to the table. Lightfoot himself was reading a transcript from last week's 7.30 report. Propaganda felt wise, where the words were spoken by right-wing commentator Janet Albrechtson. Thoughtful, reasoned, decent. And finally, statement number five. There is no such thing as global warming. It's a lot of leftist focus, focus, straight out of naughty land. Oh, that person must be feeling pretty foolish now. Uh, it was me, wasn't it? Yes, it was. Did you have to bring the car around? <laughs> 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 <laughs>